0: Hey everybody, welcome into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center for Snap Judgments on an Ohio State Tuesday Media Day festivities. A full hour and a half with Ryan Day, Jim Knowles, and Tony Alford. A lot to learn about the Buckeyes as they get ready to beat, uh, who's, who is that? Those are the smart Trojans? The Trojans, the, the USC Trojans. Trojans. <laughs> Maybe, oh Michigan State, that's right. It's the Big Ten Road Opener for the Buckeyes. That's Bill Landis, Jeremy Birmingham, I am Austin Ward. What did we learn? Burned.
1: I learned that every Tuesday press conference day should include three Ohio State assistants or three Ohio State coaches and not players.
0: Oh, That's could not agree more. On
1: Tuesday, we get a lot more out of this than we do getting to talk to any individual player for eight minutes on a Tuesday. So if Jerry, Emig, or... Anyone else watches this, that's my personal opinion. Let's stick to assistants and head coach Ryan Day on Tuesdays. Well,
0: you're in luck because next Tuesday will be nothing but assistants. So well, that's because I... all the
1: players will be at home
0: washing their tights. <laughs> that's what the <they're... laughs> <That's what they're... laughs> bye week's for, doing oh, yeah.
2: laundry. We're off to a great start. Yeah. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. When you have to dump your burdens, where do you do it?
0: Boy, I, I like to do it into a pint glass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh. The media... <laughs> we run out of things to say at times and uh, uh, we don't hey, no, hey we not. I don't. mean like in general, <laughs> I think that it is hard to just consistently figure out how to ask a question the right how way. How many times do we have to ask
2: Ryan Day if his job that he gets paid nine and a half million dollars a year for is hard on him?
1: I you bet- can you can go back
0: <laughs> any week that he's since since he was the interim coach, and I, here's a tip. If you need that sound, go back and say, you don't think they're all important? <laughs> Try losing one. That's right. I got it down for you because I've heard it 150 <laughs> times. You don't need to hear it again. Certainly do not. I, I
1: am much more interested. But in where you the dump tea. your
0: burdens could be a good. Listen, words. I guess we learned something
1: it's, it's personal preference, I suppose. <laughs> Remember when Tim May asked uh, who did he ask about pollinating the flower? <laughs> that was <laughs> Mike, no,
0: Mike, Mike Yersich, I believe. Mike he asked
1: Mike Yersich how pollinating the flower with his wife is going. <laughs> I mean, it, uh, God bless his heart. Tim, Tim's been here a long time, and he has maybe you know. Sometimes you just say what what you're thinking. I actually kind of you guys know me, America. You know I like stream of consciousness uh, and and all that stuff. But That's the way snap judgments are going already. That's yeah, right. we're yeah. off That's to right. a great start. Should we talk about what they talked about? We're
0: acting like it's Rutgers week. It's Michigan State
1: boys. Let's focus in here.
2: I, I mean, it's it's a somewhat closer spread, so I guess I guess it's a little different.
1: Um, if this game was at home, do you think it'd be the same spread? Here? Yeah.
0: No, I probably. think Vegas only likes to account for three points on home field.
1: In college, I thought it was seven. Well,
0: big, well,
2: I, I forgot how it's much you know 12. about gambling. No. Yeah. It's three, so, no, it be like,
1: what? It's, it's 25 now?
0: What's so it be? Four 30, full touchdowns? So what's the here? plus and the minus mean again?
1: Um. I, I That part I do not know. <laughs> Okay. Shall
2: we
0: start with injuries? I I guess.
2: (laughs) Well, I guess we've already started. (laughs) Shall we we pivot the injuries? Do we want to
0: talk about football? Yes, let's talk about injuries. It is the Tuesday Injury Update Hour. Yeah, so Trevion Henderson, sounds like they expect him to play.
2: Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigwe, they said the same. I don't believe it, but that's what they said. They think they're going to see how this week goes and hope that he can play this week. I thought the most interesting bit of injury news was... A, I guess compared to how things have been said in the past, a particularly rosy outlook on Jordan Hancock and possibly getting him back after the bye week. Mm-hmm. After, and Ryan Day said he's kind of full speed in practice now. Maybe don't expect him this week, but you're off after that and you come back and play Iowa. Get Jordan Hancock back then, I think that'd be a pretty nice addition for the cornerback room.
0: And number four, who oh, Cameron Brown.
2: Him? Cameron Brown, also probably back. I don't know. You, you tell me. How you I feel? think...
0: So Jordan Hancock is not going to play this week. I think of the three that you mentioned, I think Cameron Brown is most likely to play on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ohio State felt going into all all last week of preparation, including warm-ups, that Travion Henderson was still going to play with his foot injury, and then that got uh, sidelined by the medical staff and just a little bit of pain right beforehand, and they shut it down. I do not believe – like there was – Ryan Day painted a pretty optimistic outlook for him this week. I don't think that it's quite to that extent. If it's still dicey, I don't think he's going to play against Michigan State. Jackson Smith and Jigba, as I've said since last week, um, you know he's been working through the hamstring. He's been getting uh, you know some extra attention on that uh, for for lack of a better term. If if the national championship game was on Saturday, Jackson Smith and Jigba could play. That's not what this Just game to be is. clear, It's not. It, it is not. Saturday, okay. It is Michigan State and a twenty-five point spread. I. Imagine that he will not return until Iowa, and I think the same could be true for Travion
1: Henderson. We shall see. That's what we know on a Tuesday, and it's only Tuesday. Things change, but I will say, looking back to Saturday, Jackson pregame moving around looked a lot better to me than Travion Henderson did, and Travion walking off the field had a very noticeable limp uh, on Saturday. So that is where I, I view that. Like I, I don't, you don't, you don't think you'll need him on Saturday, and so. Especially at running back, where you're getting hit, where you're getting guys stepping on your foot, where weird things happen. If we're playing at Michigan State. You expect there will probably be an ice rink on the field for some reason. <laughs> It'll <laughs> probably, it will probably end up in some sort of winter storm. Yeah. So you just don't want to risk it um, because it's just not, it shouldn't be necessary, as you guys have alluded to. Now, Cam Brown, I don't know. I, I don't know how to read what they're saying about him, uh, which was he really wants to get back. He really wants to get back. He's missed two weeks. Our belief is that it is, Concussion protocol.
0: Concussion-like symptoms. Um,
1: And and so you'd you'd think that two weeks of that is probably enough to to get back, but it didn't sound, I don't know, to me, we've seen other injuries where it's like, okay, he'll be back this week. And and that that was certainly not the message. So um, I I would be, I'm going to say nay on all four of those guys heading into Saturday, but that's just me.
0: Yeah, they're not necessarily predictions or bold predictions at that that's
1: just the one injury people talked about all day today is Denzel Burke really and how that's impacting him and I I thought it was clear that both Ryan Day and Jim Knowles were trying to be positive about the fact that Denzel Burke is fighting back through the hand injury and making sure he's on the field even though he's not playing particularly well
0: it's an interesting situation and I wanted to get a good feel for How Ohio State was going to manage that, Um, we have all talked about this. Should Jair Brown have played more? Is it better to let Denzel Burke work work through this? The way Ohio State evaluated that, uh, Bill, was that the coverage was relatively good, that he was in good position, he knows where to be, but everything, uh, 99% of the way there, when you're a cornerback, is still going to get you beat, Mm -hmm. and he's not being as aggressive – At the catch point at the point of attack however you want to put it he's letting these things get away at the very end and that's not new that goes back to the deep ball that was given up a few weeks ago before the hand injury even occurred so that's that's not new
2: no and that's that's kind of what we talked about on monday when we did the 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 rewatch podcast is that he's where he needs to be but i I don't think he has a great awareness of where the ball is and then seemingly not much of a willingness to to play through it which is not so much a problem against Rutgers, but could be moving forward. But I, I did find the um, the way they talked about it interesting because, as it was pointed out to Jim Knowles in the was it the, the Toledo game or the Arkansas State game, I can't remember when he gave up some plays, they pulled him out of the game. Yeah, um, they did not do that this week, and, and Jim Knowles basically said that was, I guess, to in, instill some confidence in Denzel, but also say, you know, we appreciate you willing to play through this. And that reminded me a little bit of what Burm said about Emeka Ibuka on the last show of Roosters on Monday. Like, just simply giving a guy props for playing through stuff when they're wintered out some guys right now. Maybe we didn't do enough of that for Denzel playing with the cast on his hand. I don't want to undersell that. I think that is difficult, especially when it comes time to punch the ball out or get your hands on a receiver in a way that can be disruptive. So mm-hmm. uh, I do think maybe we have to allow him some time to learn how to play with that because I'm assuming he's going to have to play with it for the rest of the year. But to your point, the, those aren't issues that just suddenly popped up now that he has a cast on say, And I thought they were popping up a little bit earlier in the season, too. So I don't know how they're going to balance that. Maybe maybe it's not much of a question for them until they get Cameron Brown back and conceivably Jordan Hancock in yeah, a couple the weeks.
1: Qu- the question is, to me, it, it's, it, I don't think that the physical issue is the issue. So if there's a mental issue, because it, it just doesn't look like he's competing at the same level that the other guys are. And I don't know what that is. I, I mean – Maybe we need to go back and look at last year's tape and see if he had the same sort of laissez-faire approach to things that he that he's had this year. But it just doesn't seem when, – when Jair Brown is out there in, in limited time, when we've seen J.K. Johnson out there, that ball is in the vicinity of them. They are swinging at the ball. They're trying to get – and we've just seen Denzel sort of back off in that situation, and uh, the, it, it seems peculiar. And I go back to the touchdown against Toledo as the moment. I'm like, man, that – the, you get beat on the on the route it's an extended play fine i understand that quarterback makes a nice play receiver stands there not to tackle him was to me the the biggest sin of that entire mm-hmm. moment and it just seems like there's a lack of competitive fire there maybe that's just what happens when you know nobody's behind you to, to play i don't know is any part of that too what jim knowles mentioned? That Denzel was also
2: not healthy during camp. Like, he's, he hasn't been able to build well, much momentum. we talked about it a interview. lot, right?
1: I mean, the shoulder, there was rumors about getting No, yeah, there uh, weren't rumors. So. He, 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 it was a fact. He ran into a, a player who was uh, one of
0: One of the best running backs in the country and one of the hardest to tackle.
1: Yeah. If yeah.
0: we're going to drill down,
1: and uh, ran
0: over a cornerback who picked up a shoulder injury in
1: camp. And you wonder if that's kept him reluctant to be as physical as he wants to be. I don't know. I mean, we're just spitballing we don't, again. And I know watching and running the live stream uh, during the press conference, a lot of people ask these questions like hands are up. We can only ask what when we're called upon to ask. I,
0: I think that this doesn't directly answer what Bill is asking, but it reminds me of of Shawn Wade for the final year. And I, I think that's got to be frustrating to coach, frustrating to be a teammate because of what we're talking about. If you can do it clearly, you're 99% of the way there. You also have a slight injury, you know, for Sean Wade. Then for Denzel Burke, now that like you feel like you're doing whatever you can and you just can't give 100%. Well, if that's the case, like Sean Wade basically had to be out there for Ohio State. I don't, and even though Ohio State is pretty thin on scholarship numbers and dealing with Cam Brown, and Jordan Hancock out for the last you know few weeks, I like, I just don't feel like they have to let Denzel do that because they could. Jair Brown had shown the week before that he could. Yeah. He could play enough, and Rutgers wasn't going to be able to throw the football. Maybe that was also part of the the calculus. Well, Rutgers probably isn't going to take a bunch of shots. Let's let Denzel Burke get confidence. And I, I, I understand that it's a tough position for everybody to be in. And we've also made this point over and over. Like Michigan State's probably not going to be good enough to throw on them deep, but they'll try. So if you're not fully ready to do it, or or willing, or able, or any other, anything else, you want to say about it. You have to consider the other options.
2: Well, I mean, they got Jaden Reed back last week, and he scored a touchdown. Like, that's – I think he's a real guy. Um, it'll be interesting. If, if it happens again this week against the team that has – who I consider to be a threat it's at an receiver. an NFL player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Peyton Thorne, while limited, um, can throw down the field back shoulder balls. So chuck it around the yard. He can chuck it around the yard. So, um, I don't true. know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm curious to see maybe how short that leash is this week if it happens again.
0: What else struck your fancy,
2: Berm?
1: I mean, I don't like when there are media sessions like where it feels like coaches are on the defense about protecting or, or defending their players. But like I, that was sort of the mode today in a lot of ways. I mean, especially with Tony Alford, it was either praise, praise, praise for Myan Williams or what's, what's wrong, wrong with, with, with Trey Henderson. <laughs> and so, like, there's this. There's really no in between. And I think you see why, just in this little window into these the coaches and their personalities, you see why these players around here are maybe, and I've heard it for the last seven, eight weeks, there's a different chemistry on this year's team than there was in the past. And watching the way Tony Alford defended Travion Henderson, watching the way Tony Alford talked about Ryan Day in, in offensive meetings, watching the way Jim Knowles talks about his relationship with Steel Chambers and just the joking around, the the, the way he described his interactions with Tommy Eikenberg is, <laughs> if if you haven't watched the live um, YouTube stream today, go back and watch Jim Knowles talk about how he and Tommy Eikenberg communicate. And it's pretty great. It's very funny. Um, you know. And then you see what Ryan Day did on Saturday night defending his players and the week before with Jair Brown. I think you just see a different... It sounds cliche, but like there is a different energy and edge around this program right now. And I, I think these coaches have sat by, sat by and sat back in the last couple of years and watched people kind of nitpick their players. And I, I think it's great that they're saying, hey, I'm not going to let that happen. You're not going to tell me that this kid averaging six and a half yards of carry is playing bad. Like now that doesn't mean they don't want him to continually raise the expectations. And they'll say that. But. I just think it's a good look into what's making this program and this team specifically feel a little different.
0: It doesn't. It also doesn't mean that they're presenting that exact same message in the meeting room because I don't think for Tony Alford and Travion Henderson that is the conversation we have. Setting aside the injury, and he was banged up but still performing, <clears> I've made this point a lot, and I, I did go try and get more clarification about it from Tony Alford later on, and that's this 2018 J.K. Dobbins-Mike Weber situation, and – I think that it's changed a little bit, like if we're going to take that sample size from Wisconsin, I thought that Travion Henderson did make more cuts, did show more toughness that where Mayan had maybe rubbed off on him or if the coaching, you know, was sinking in or, or, you know, a challenge, however, whatever it was, only Travion Henderson couldn't really answer that. But he had a couple of plays and it was pointed out to me, one where he took that first down, took the five yards, dropped his shoulder and could have bounced it outside and like everyone was like, wow, why didn't you just take the first down? If he'd bounce it outside like he used to, he's like, you can see that that part of it is coming for Travion Henderson. So like that has been a conversation for Ohio State, not in a media setting, that he can be better, that he can do some of the things that Mayan does. And once he's able to combine that with the top side and the potential that Berm has talked about for years with his explosiveness and speed and the stuff that we've all seen, like then you're talking about something pretty special. There's a, that complimentary stuff is not just, here's thunder and here's lightning, it can elevate what both of them do and make them better. Yeah, I coaches are never going to sit in there at the
2: podium and um neg a player, I guess, for for lack of a better term. But but it does make it more important, I think, to pick up on these specific things when they are willing to say them. And Tony Offord mentioned vision for Trevion Henderson, and he also mentioned maybe sensing some frustration that, that Trevion has not hit those home runs. So I think the things that we've talked about that our potential, someone's calling me. Um, <laughs> they calling it was, me. Yeah, it was the bank. Uh, <laughs> well, that's important. <laughs> yeah, I'm poor. Um, I think the things that we've talked about as areas where Trevion can improve, like they're having the same conversations, even if they don't outright say it in the same way that we say it in, in press conference settings. I think they're feeling and seeing the same things that, that we are, but I don't, I don't think it's in a bad place what, whatsoever. I think they've got a pretty good thing going here, and Trevion, what he showed, I think, against Wisconsin – was promising. Now, he's got to get back on the field at some point and, and do it again, but I think they're in a great spot because Mayan has elevated his game and I think has handled this probably a little better than, than Trevion has in terms of just sort of playing his game and not getting too caught up in that stuff. But if Trevion is seeing that too and maybe starting to turn a corner with it, then that's only good things for them.
1: Now, there's a weird like dynamic because you're talking about a coach in Tony Alford who his reputation is sort of built on how well his Five star recruits play. Like more five star recruits look at that and say, Oh, here's the best running back in the country. He goes to high state and he's not the best running back. Why not? Yeah. But it's made and so like everyone has to sort of pick their area to defend. And and Tony Alford's goal is to make sure that Travion Henderson is the best running back he can be. His goal, you know, people don't give him credit, won't give him credit for saying, Oh, Myron Williams was a three star running back and now he's playing like the best <laughs> running back in the country. So Like, there's always this sort of nitpicking that happens, and I just think that it's one of these moments where people like to pick a side, and you don't have to. Like, they're both playing fairly well, Mayan's playing a touch better, and he's healthier, and you just wonder how much that starts to weigh on Travion. Um, To this point, I don't think it has, but... Just, I just know from watching Ohio State fans in my entire life, eventually that's going to come where people are going to get a little bit more aggressive with their opinions, and I, I think it's a good step in the right direction for the staff to make sure that they're like, hey, don't, don't do that.
0: Well, if they don't lose and they win every game by 39, it's not how uh, critical of it can it's you sort be? Sort of a moot point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, like that's sort of the situation that they're in now. I mean, they seem to have got it figured out. But did, did come up when Travion had 21 carries to 11 at the end of the Wisconsin game. And you're like, you had, you don't need a justification for it. That's where the game goes. And um, they were managing that and they wanted, you know, Mayan had made the most of a first half. Like you can take it easy at that
1: point. Well, I mean, if you look at their numbers on this season, Mayan has, I think, 64 carries. Um, Travion has 50, but Travion's missed essentially two whole games. So the workload has been a lot heavier for, for Travion when he's been in there. And so maybe Mayan Looking more fresh is because he's been more fresh. Because he is more fresh. Is more fresh. Yeah, that makes sense. That.
0: Yeah. Um, anything else? Bill, I knew you were curious about the uh, red zone play calling.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't, Did you get the answer you wanted?
0: Uh, no.
2: I, I'm less curious about the red. Like, I, I, I don't think I'm like critical of the red zone play calling because I, I honestly do think part of it is wanting to make sure CJ is keeping the pace he needs to keep pace with. But Ryan Day like kind of said, like, "No, we don't think about that. I don't believe him <laughs> um and it's fine, like maybe he can't stand up there and say that i I really think that's what it was when when they've been in games where um I guess they've all been lopsided except for the Notre Dame game, but I think the the Red Zone plan more or less has looked how you want it to look and they've they've scored it's like ninety percent touchdown rate, so like what's there to be critical of? um It did feel like they were forcing the issue a little bit against um Rutgers, but I probably would have, too, if I were calling the plays, because <laughs> um, while C.J. Stroud has said all the right things about being a team-first guy and wanting to win, and I, I totally believe him. like I think I think that is the mindset. He's got a great chance to win the Heisman Trophy. And be the number one overall pick. And be the number one overall pick, which would be awesome for him, and would be awesome for Ryan Day, and awesome for Ohio State. So any chance you get to give yourself better odds of that happening, um, I would do it, too. So I,
0: I, think, cool. I think they're fine. It, maybe it was frustrating to watch, but... You, you always want your quarterback on Madden to win the MVP and like That's right. You're not dialing up nothing but I formation dives on on the PlayStation. You can get all well, sticks well, and air the well, ball. I am, because I'm a psycho. Oh, okay but Never mind.
1: Berm's not. Yeah, Bill, Bill does create a player and picks an <laughs> offensive guard. Picks a guard. That's <laughs> just <laughs> ridiculous. Let's road road to glory with a yeah. guard. Yeah. yeah, it's a really. It's real fun. Super good time. <laughs> super good time. Road to glory, picking Wisconsin, making an <laughs> offensive guard. Unbelievable. This is, this is fun. You get to stop. <laughs> well, it's a cut scene. you get to pick, like, cheese curds versus, That's right. you know, yeah. cream beer. So. You just press one button the whole time. Yeah. That's great.
0: Korean beer, cream,
1: <laughs> Korean beer. I've never had Korean beer. I'd like to try it though. Yeah. I've had like, have you ever had Sapporo? That's I I have. Yeah, had yeah, some yeah. good stuff. Like get can like is violent. Yeah. That is a vicious can of beer. <laughs> That's not from Korea. I don't care. It's, it's Asian. Oh, okay. I, mean, um, I don't eat Korean food, but I do like Hibachi mm. America. <laughs>
0: Start start weird, end weird. That's what we do on Snappy Jays. A lot more coverage coming uh, throughout the week, of course, as Ohio State gets ready to head up to Michigan State on Saturday. America, we have a parking pass. Everything's cool. We're ready to head up to East Lansing. We're all set now. That's Bill Berm. I'm Austin. We'll see you tomorrow on the Podcast Daily.